Hey, what's up? Like, totally time for 90210. Well, hello, everyone. Welcome back to the 90210 show. My name is Mark. With me, as always, is my fiance, Carol. How are you doing today, Carol? Hey, what's up? <laughs> Much. It's uh, been a good week here. It is November 13th, 1998. It Happy is. Armistice Day, everybody! A couple days ago, I was going to say it's. I know it's not Armistice Day anymore. Yeah, because you, you made a point of reminding me today that it's always eleven eleven. Yeah, that's right. Eleven yeah. eleven, <laughs> the end of World War One. Yeah, that's. Why I'm sure everybody knows. Everybody knows. Like I, I totally knew that before you told me. I know you did. <laughs> you live in a household with me now. Right. So you, you're you're bombarded with all sorts of facts, like that you, that I'm sure you don't care about. <laughs> like I the care fact about that some of the things, like Most the fact that things. Danny Steinman uh, directed Friday the Thirteenth Part Five. Former pornographic director Danny Steinman. That is interesting information, though. It makes it it it. It's not as pornographic as I thought. There, there are uh, Friday Thirteenth Part Five and, and this episode. There are <laughs> there are a lot of lingering shots on breasts. Sure, in that that one. But anyway, speaking so of calling, speaking of breasts, this episode of Nine Hundred Two and Oh, yeah, wow, Cupid's Arrow. What an episode! This one's hard to talk about because. There is one serious thing to talk about that we should probably end with, I guess. Okay. Uh, and then it's surrounded by a bunch of fluff that doesn't matter at all. I mean, I guess there's one thing that ha- that that other one other thing that happens that has long term effects on the show going forward. But like, I guess spoilers. There's, I don't know why you're, why are you looking at me like that? Because, like, I just don't agree with a lot of what you're saying right now. What don't you agree with? Because, like, you're like, oh, this one serious thing surrounded by fluff. There was, like, one plot line that was fluffy, and the rest of it was not. It's hard to talk about, hey, guess what, everyone? Uh, let's talk about a rape in this episode. Uh, and then, like, transition from that to, and Steve's got to juggle three girls. Right. Like, yeah. Well, I mean, I agree with you that we should save that for last. But Steve and the three girls—that's the important plot line here. No. Nah. Four girls, actually. But I mean, like, we could also discuss uh, Brandon and Kelly. And I said that was the other the other storyline that has long term ramifications. Yeah. <laughs> but that's it. It's not like not a ton happens there. It just the way it ends has long term ramifications on the show. That's all. But not a lot happens there. Okay. I mean, I feel like there's some things to talk. Let's just talk about it. Yeah, let's talk. So Let's stop debating about it and let's talk about it. So the episode... It's time to start uh, whatever and start getting real. What is it? Start Stop, stop something and start getting real? The, I, I the don't real know. Words. I'm sorry. It's time to stop... What do they say? Stop talking know. and start getting real? I don't remember what it was. Um, you don't remember the oh real world? Oh my God, worlds? would you stop? You don't remember Puck? I remember watching the fucking real world. I don't remember what they said. Can we please talk about 90210, please? Yeah, let's Thank talk you. About it. it starts with... Um, In New York. David's... We're talking about the real world, right? I'm going to kill you. <laughs> like, I'm literally like just going to... You guys are going to hear some things and then the show will not be anymore. <laughs> then, it's, then it's just over. <laughs> yeah. We're so close to catching up to 90210 in real time. <laughs> David's song is playing on the radio. We've got David and Valerie in bed together. Yeah, making out. No, David and Valerie weren't making out. And yeah, then Donna and Noah are together making out. All right. What? Oh, they're just sleeping next to each other? Is that yeah. What it is? Oh, they had sex the night before. Sure. And they're waking up in the post-sex glow. Okay. I don't think we know that Both for sure. Both of them were glistening. You can't deny it. Okay. Does that make you happy? <laughs> I don't give a fuck. Like we got to make sure everybody's fucking. But um, that sounds like a conversation in the writers room of this of this show. What I thought was weird though, yeah, is like David's like radio alarm clock or whatever beeped, 
and then it was his. It was his. Your song's going to be on the radio alarm, right? And then he he turns on like, oh my song, and it seemed like he like knew it was. I know he couldn't have had an alarm set for that, but it was weird timing. <laughs> it was like in the movie Flash Gordon, where Flash Gordon goes to this uh, completely remote part of the universe, and he's approaching this uh, whatever the bad guy's lair or whatever, and it's not. One of the people, it's a robotic voice going, Flash Gordon, approaching. They just have a Flash Gordon alarm. Oh, weird. That is weird. Yeah. But yeah, so the song that he made for Donna Uh is on the radio. It goes like this. Oh, Donna. It does not. And then Valerie (laughs) looks like horribly pissed off about it. But she, does. she acts like she's happy for him. But before this happened, she's like, oh, my fucking rock star, you're the best. You, got, you sold your song. Your song's like doing well on the charts and everything. Oh, I love you so much. Where's your penis? And then the song comes on, and she's like, oh, I don't want to talk to you. Look away from you. Because <laughs> it's Donna's song. But it's like those things are in- inoxorably linked. Yeah. Unfortunately. For her. And then we see that Donna and Noah are making out, and the radio comes on, and it's that song, and she stops making out with him to be like, oh, it's David's song. Yeah. And he go, he's like, he turns, she, she goes, it's on the radio, and he's like, not for long. And he goes, to turn, <laughs> he turns it off. That was pretty funny. And she's like, no. And she turns it back on. And she's like, she's weirded out that he's upset. Yeah. And it's like, you do, we're about to fuck. And then your ex-boyfriend's song comes on that he wrote for you. And you're like beside yourself gushing because of this song. And then he hands her the phone and he's like, I know you want to call him or whatever. And she's like, yeah, you don't like that. And it's like, of course he doesn't. Yeah. You interrupted sex and you're, now you're thinking about your ex-boyfriend. Why would he like that? Yeah, she's being kind of unfair to him, I think. Yeah. But she call and then she goes ahead and calls David. Like... Like, that should have been a sign that he was like, oh, I know you want to call him. She'd be like, no, no, I don't. Let's get back to our time. But that is not what she did. She's very, like, naive and just thinks that, Hmm. and I guess maybe self-absorbed would be, you know, because she's not thinking about Noah's feelings at all. Agreed. But yeah, she calls, she calls and Valerie answers. So she hangs up right away. Right. So Valerie's like, star six, nine, and then hands him the phone. It's for you. Now, first of all, Bold to be racking up star 69 charges at somebody else's house. <laughs> right. Ever get yelled at for star 69 charges? Yes. <laughs> um, But anyway, so if she knew it was Donna, which is, it's it's presumed she knew it was Donna, mm-hmm. why does she need to star 69? You don't know that phone number? I mean, I guess to prove it was Donna, I don't know. Or maybe she doesn't have Donna's number memorized. Why would she? I don't know, but I don't know. I mean, yeah, she probably doesn't call her that much. But anyway, so she, she, they talk. Yeah. And she's like, I'm sorry if I made it hard. And he's like, no, it's, we're, we're post-sex glow, so it's not, it takes a long time. No, he literally says, oh, you couldn't make it any harder than it already is or something <laughs> like that. Oh, dirty mind. Get it out of the gutter, man. <laughs> oh, um, my God. And then I feel like I missed something because... Probably. You usually do. Then all of a sudden, him and Donna are shopping together. No, they just... I mean, other things happened. Other storylines happened in, in between that. But no, then they were just shopping. They didn't set that up or anything. Okay. Which is weird to me. Why are they hanging out? I don't because they're friends. It's this is the episode where we want to be friends. It's stupid. It's very fucking stupid. And not only do they have to be friends, but they have to be really good friends that hang out together. Right. They can't just they later in the episode before the, one of the things that happens happens. Uh, they they're talking about or Donna's like, hey, you know, even though we think we're right and everything like that, and we're not doing anything wrong, we're not you know, like having sex with each other or anything like that, maybe we shouldn't do this. Because even if we're right, we're still hurting their feelings. And it's like, she's actually starting to get it. And it's yeah. Like, yes, correct. What you're doing's wrong. <laughs> Your significant others don't like this. And maybe you can be friends, but maybe you can only be the kinds of friends that hang out in groups. Maybe you shouldn't be doing one-on-one hanging out. For sure, you should as not. As friends. 
until like much later. Yeah. Like till your relationships are more established. So you've had more time apart. Something. Yeah. She's they're being inappropriate. And like. And they're lying. And yeah, she lied to Noah about where she is. And then Donna or Donna, David sees uh, Valerie in the mall and he he shoves Donna behind a pillar and hides her. Yeah. And he hides himself. Yeah. And like later he's like, oh, she shouldn't. I don't even know why she was there. She should have been at the peach pit. And Donna's like, she's probably buying a dress. It's Valentine's Day. By the way, this is a Valentine's Day episode. Yeah. So, like, he's supposed to be taking her to Cirque du Soleil. Yeah. To uh, uh, Guy La Liberté's Cirque du Soleil. So, like, uh, yeah, it makes sense. She would be buying a dress for their date. Exactly. It's a full body high. (laughs) A circus. What? The circus. It's a full body high. It's amazing. I've not... You've lost me there. Okay. Anyway, so they're both lying to their significant others. Which is a really bad sign. Yeah, it's not a good sign. It's bad for your relationship. So that's going on. Mm -hmm. They're getting ready for the evening. Um, Brandon and Steve are lamenting over at the newspaper about how they're going to be alone for Valentine's Day and how much Valentine's Day sucks. With their vaguely Asian... Coworker, she's probably like half Asian. Yeah, she's something. <laughs> she is something. <laughs> she's pretty. Yeah, but you can tell she's not a hundred percent of something. Yeah, so she's like, "Oh, I can set you up." Mm-hmm. Only I, one of you, though. I have one friend. Yeah, it's kind of weird. So, so they rock paper scissors for it, and so she sets Steve up with her friend, right? No, no, she sets Brandon up with her friend. Correct. Okay. And then Steve, how does he end up with a date? Brandon throws rock, and Steve throws scissors. And as we all know, rock crushes scissors. That is true. Therefore, Brandon wins the woman (laughs) who is a prize for him. Exactly. Um, Although, not a prize he really wants, apparently. Oh, no, I guess he doesn't. He should, though. (laughs) He should. Um. Steve gets a, a date because Donna hooks him up mm. with a model. I know a model that's fun. She goes, she goes, hey, I've got a model I can set you up with. And I'm thinking like, yeah, she's 10. <laughs> because she's doing that child's play clothes well, stuff or whatever. Be gross. But no, she's a full grown woman that wants to talk about her ex-boyfriend on a first date. Yeah, that's not a good idea. So, yeah, so Steve shows up at the Peach Pit. Yes, he does. And Brandon's date is there waiting for Brandon. And Nat has also set Steve up with a woman unbeknownst to him. Yeah. He's like, hey, I got a, I got a girl for you. I knew you needed a date. Somebody else came in. They needed a date. Somebody I know. And I set you up with them. And he's like, oh, I fucking have a date. <laughs> yeah. So Steve's got two women at the bar. And then this woman's waiting for Brandon. And... Brandon. And she's gorgeous. She is very pretty. Brandon, instead of going on his fucking date, starts blowing up Kelly's answering machine. Earlier in the day, mm-hmm. he went and stalked her at work. Yeah. Like, he's really got to stop showing up. That's fucked up. Showing up at the medical clinic like that. Apparently it works. I guess. Um, but like All she- you stalkers out there, just just keep persisting. <laughs> That's what 90210 says. Right. Like, there's some flowers. She got, she got some gift, destroy part of it, and, and just hand it to her as, like, a <laughs> token of your, of your esteem or whatever. It will be significant to her later in the episode. I mean, her life. Goodness. So, it's flowers. Yeah. And he, he pulls out a daisy, and he's doing the love me, love me not. He's not saying it. To himself. But, yeah, he's not saying it out loud, but you know that's what he's doing is he's pulling out the yeah. the things. And he's talking about, like, seeing the light at the end of the tunnel or whatever, and he's like, you know, the thing about the light, though, is, like, it just it never comes. And it's like, oh, you know, should maybe I should wait this out. Maybe change it. No, maybe she loves me. And he, like, holds up the flower, and there's one Mm-hmm. little petal left for her to, to pull out and say, I love it. And he just sets it down and walks away. Yeah. In the meantime, Kelly has a date with the doctor. Mm. So. Who says to her, hey, let's get a hotel room. Yeah, and she agrees to this. So you can be as loud as you want. It's weird to me when she lives 
with Donna. And presumably he has a house. You would assume he has somewhere to live. I mean, he yeah. is a student. Okay, but he's living somewhere, right? Like, does yeah. he have a bunch of roommates? Maybe does he, he live lives in a parents? dorm. Does he live with his mom? Maybe. Does he live with his wife? Well, let's hope not. Ooh, well, it doesn't matter anymore. But yeah, so they're, they're going to a hotel after their date. Um, That seemed weird to me that she even said yes. It seems like, I mean, it's been a month. I guess it's long enough, but. Yeah. Hmm. She's horny. I guess so. Probably. <laughs> but the whole time. Actually, I think if her being horny would explain a lot of her actions in this episode. <laughs> um, This whole time, though, Brandon's supposed to be going on his date, and instead he's just calling her answering machine. So she's not home. Yeah. Because she's out and she's not coming home. He's reenacting the scene from You're So Money and You Don't Even Know It. What the fuck was that movie called? I don't know. You're so money and you don't even know it. How are you going to kill the... You're asking how you're going to kill the rabbit. You're this bear with these claws. With these claws. You're asking how you're going to kill the rabbit. What are you talking about? That movie. I don't know this movie. The movie with John Favreau. And that other tall, lanky guy. What's his name? Vincent Devon. I have no idea. No idea what you're talking They're in about. Los Angeles. They're aspiring actors. Heather Graham was in it. Okay. Ron Livingston. Did we do this for the show? We did it for the show. We've seen it. All right. I can't remember the name of the movie. Okay. They go to Las Vegas. Sure. And he's like, you're so money and you don't even know it. Double down on 11, and then they lose. And he's like, you always double down on 11. Well, you do. Yeah, I agree. <laughs> he was betting more money than he could afford to lose. That was the problem. Not the strategy. Okay. But I can't think of the fucking name of the movie, goddammit. Anyway. <laughs> the only name in my head is, like, Get Shorty, and it's not that. That's another movie. Sure. I'm sorry, I wish I could help you. I can't even remember that this movie exists, let alone what its name is. Um, How can you not remember this movie? I don't know. It's it was pretty a, easy. It was a good... You're like, I excel at forgetting things. <laughs> I do. Oh, my God. Okay, just talk. I'm, I have to think for a second. <sighs> I'm trying to talk, and then we're talking about John Favreau. Um, 90210, fuck. So Brandon's calling. Yeah, you said he's reenacting the scene. Yeah, he's reenacting the scene from that movie where he calls where he calls his ex and he's like, no, he calls the girl. He just got a phone number and he calls her and he's like, hey, you know, I just, like I'm calling you or whatever. And like, he's like, oh, it's not you. It's me. Like he goes through the entire gamut of a relationship on like, like leaving multiple mm. messages. And then at the end, she picks up and he's like, oh, you're there. Did you just get in, or have you been listening the whole time? And she's like, never call me again. <laughs> and before that, the answering machine's talking to him. It's some, like, surreal moment where he's the answering machine's like, there are plenty of fish in the sea. He's like, no, I know, I know. Because he's, like, looking for a message from his mm-hmm. ex. And, uh, and he goes to pick up the phone. He's like, are you calling her? And he's like, no, stop, you know. I feel like maybe I remember it now. It's like a hangout movie, like a California it's hangout 100% movie. 100% a hangout movie. And they go to, like, clubs. Yes, they do. They go to clubs. They're driving around. I remember the movie There's now. a lot of driving, yes. Yeah. I can't remember the name of it either. I'm glad you remember the movie. At least I know what you're talking about. At least that, that's a victory <laughs> in my mind, that I got you to remember the movie. Congratulations. Um, <clears throat> but in 90210 World, yes. so he's talking about, like, all the, like, reasons they should be, be together. <laughs> um, and, like how he feels about the fact that she's not there and obviously she's moving on and and like just message after message and he finally ends with okay so i'm gonna let you go now i'm gonna you know say goodbye to you it's honestly comical for for most of it they're like they're doing the the montage cutting Uh where they're like where it's like just cutting back and forth it's it's comedy editing for sure yeah but she's with the doctor they're having a great date. They're kissing, and he says that he got a job offer in San Francisco. Yeah. And she's like, you're moving? And he says, not if you don't want me to. You know, I didn't even think about that. What the fuck's going to happen with that? Well, he's going to leave. Her and Brandon are getting together. An easy exit. Bye-bye, Doc. 
Oh, yeah, I guess that's true. Like, it just ties up with a little bow there. Yeah, you're right. So instead of her being selfish and keeping him around while she, you know, pines over Brandon, at least mm-hmm. she let him go right away. Yeah. Because that would be some shit. I agree. But um, she there's daisies in the hotel room, which reminds her of her conversation with Brandon. So even though she's hot and heavy making out with him, yeah. she sees the daisies and she's like, I can't do this. So if Brandon hadn't acted like a psycho stalker and gone to her work earlier that day, her and the doctor would totally have fucked. 100%. Her and the doctor would have fucked, and maybe she would have regretted it later, but her and Brandon wouldn't be together. Yeah. Yeah. But instead, uh, she does not fuck the doctor. No. She's like, I can't do this. She. What if he got her roses? <laughs> He would, right. have been, he would have been deep in Kelly uh, country. Exactly. Um, she goes home and listens to all of Brandon's messages mm-hmm. and then shows up at the door in the morning. And she's like, I loved every minute of it, except for the last part. When you said goodbye, did you mean it? And he's <laughs> like, oh, yeah. And she's like, she goes to turn away and he's yeah. like, Wait a second, unless something's changed. Like, are you a fucking idiot? Right? Like, what the fuck, Brandon? Unless something's changed. you got to tell me. <laughs> so, yeah. So then she's like, yeah, you know, it changed. And uh, they kiss, and they're, she's like, I love you. Yeah, they're back together. Yeah. Uh, I'm kind of not loving that. Like, I kind of thought they'd stay apart at least longer and maybe not get back together at all. But One thing that's... That upsets me, or I don't know if it upsets the right word, but one thing I guess is kind of disappointing about not watching this live with all the rest of you, if you're following 90210 live, is that we insulate ourselves from the chatter. Right. The people talking about it and everything. So I I would love to know how everyone else is taking this. <laughs> yeah. Because I have to assume that last year when this happened, it was controversial. Oh, yeah. I'm sure this was water cooler talk. So, yeah, I don't. Uh, I'd, like I said, I'd love to know how people take it. I don't like it. Yeah. I, I'm with you. I'm not. I'm not. Swingers. That was it. Yep. Swingers, Swingers. is Good the job. name of the movie. <laughs> Um, I know you were all screaming at the tapes. (laughs) We got it, everyone. So that's why Brandon doesn't show up for his date, though, because he never stops calling Kelly. And Steve ends up with his two dates at Mm -hmm. the Peach Pit and Brandon's date also showing up looking for him. Yeah, so Steve's on an actual date. The other woman who thinks that he's on a date with her is approaching him wanting drinks. Well, she doesn't and think that he they're on a date. She's like, so he's with, he's on the date that he got set up with. They're sitting at a table. She's talking about it, her, her ex. And he's like, uh-huh. The gorgeous blonde walks in and he goes over to talk to her. And he's like, still no Brandon? Because she's waiting for Brandon. And she's like, no, no Brandon. Let's dance. I want to dance. And so then they start dancing, and he thinks like she thinks I guess that he just doesn't have a date, but she doesn't think that they're on a date. Right? She wants. No, I, she looks like I, she wants him though. I didn't mean her. There's another woman over there, right? That comes up and asks about drinks. There's another woman that comes up right at the end. The one that Nat set him up with. Yeah. So there's. I'm saying he's with the one he's on a date with. Another one who thinks that they're on a date. Yeah. And then. Brandon's date comes up, too. So there's like... Well, she thinks they're going to be on a date because that's actually the first interaction he has with that woman. Mm, okay. Um, never mind. I so lost what I was trying to say. All the three of them are, are like cuddling around him. And you think like he's going to get in trouble or whatever. And then David walks in and he's like, look, it's David Silver. <laughs> yeah, that was funny. So they all surround David asking for his autograph. Exactly. And then that's when this woman that looks kind of like Claire, I really think she looks a little a like little, Claire, yeah. comes up to him and she's like, kiss me and walk me to the door. And he's like, all right, whatever. And so he kid, they kiss and they're walking to the door and she's like, that greasy guy at the bar, does he look like whatever, devastated or something? <laughs> and he's like, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah he's killing himself right now, actually. <laughs> um, and she's like, good. And this, that's the last time. I let my cousin set me up or whatever, something like that. Yeah. 
And so he's like all smitten for her because he had a kiss with her. But she just leaves. He, so. Steve's like a puppy. Anybody that shows him the tiniest bit of affection, he's like, I love you forever. But I mean, like, those other women were interested in him. Yeah, but she put his lips on him. She put his lips on him? She put her lips there on him. There you go. <laughs> um, yeah, so he doesn't even care about the other women now. He just wants her, which he's whining about later to Brandon. We don't see how that ends with the other women, by the way. Does no. he just leave? I don't know. I mean, none of them really have any claim to him, so... Yeah, I mean, I guess the the one that he was talking with, like, actually having a conversation with probably is the most claim. Sure. The blonde is just, like, for all she knows, she just got stood up. Yeah. Well, she did. Well, yeah, it she never did. shows up. Yeah, she did get stand up, stood up. But, but she never had, like, an expectation that she was going to go out with Steve. No. So, yeah, I mean, I guess it could have been a worse Valentine's Day for him. But anyway, so they're in a car, and, like, they're Steve and Brandon – the next day are in the car. They're complaining about love because Kelly hasn't made the worst decision of her life yet. <laughs> um, and he's talking about how Cupid's a piece of shit and all this stuff and everything. And he gets pulled over because he blows through a stop sign because he's a rich and entitled Beverly Hills kid. Right. And Steve. I, and I called this. Yeah, yeah you the, yeah, did. They're, they're in his Corvettes. You did. Like, he's saying, like, why can't I find this woman from last night and blah, blah, blah. It's this. It was so. You know how I can call things so easily in this show. I think of the stupidest thing that could happen, and mm-hmm. then it's always that. Right. So the the cop that pulls them over is the girl. Yeah. And she gives him her phone number. Yeah. You think she's gonna hang around, or you think that's just like a? I don't know. Just I mean, a comedy bow on the end of it. I wouldn't mind if she did. Like, she seems like an interesting character. Do you remember how uh, Steve plagiarized? Uh, that one guy from Law and Order's uh, set list when he did comedy once at the Peach Pit After Dark. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And how that never came back oh, to anything. Oh, my God, you're right. They just what fuck, the fuck? They just drop shit. Yeah, they do. We'll see. So I think they might just drop her. Or maybe she'll be the next cast member. Who the fuck knows with this group? <laughs> so back to <clears throat> David and Donna. Yeah, when, let's go back to David and Donna. When they're leaving the mall or whatever. God, we really left them on a cliffhanger. We did. We? Uh, they get in a car accident. Like they're, the, He is like, I have to go pick Valerie up for mm-hmm. our date in like an hour. And nobody knows they're together. And, you know, oh, ha, ha, we've gotten away with it. And then, <laughs> That's what they did, too. They laughed and rubbed their hands together. <laughs> right. And then they get rear-ended. And not in the good way. No. This car, this car, like whatever, veers in front of them. They break, and the car behind him just. And Donna's like, he asks if she's okay, and she's like, "No, no, I'm not." And her back's all hurt. Yeah, Donna broke her back or whatever. And the EMT keeps saying, "Okay, let me take you to the hospital. You should get checked out." And she's like, "No, no. If I need help, I'll I'll talk to my dad. He's a doctor." Like, yeah, that's not that's not smart. No, not at all. You could have such horrific internal injuries after a car accident like that that you don't even know, right? Like. Yeah, her back hurt. If you have any kind of pain at all, you should definitely get checked out if you've been in a car accident because you have no idea. Like, her back hurts severely enough that she needs medication for it. And it's like, you like you could have broken discs. Yeah. And, like, there's a situation where you can actually, like, like rupture a disc or have it, like, whatever, you know, like, get injured in your disc. Uh-huh. And you can still walk. It hurts and everything like that. And then you just take the wrong step, and it, it finishes the break. Uh, you can paralyze yourself. Oh, God. Okay, new fear. Thanks. Well, don't get in a car accident. But, like, that's, you know, that's one. It doesn't just happen on its own. It just doesn't just spontaneously <laughs> fucking break. Like, I mean, I guess if you ever have a child and then they step on a crack, maybe that, maybe that happens <laughs> in that right. case. But <laughs> Look out for those cracks. Um. But anyway, so she doesn't go to the doctor, and instead she she calls her dad and says, Dad, I'm in a lot of pain, so I need pain medication. So her dad says, oh, well, that's okay. I'll get you some uh, hydrocodone. Yeah, yeah. And at the end of the episode, we see her taking two of them because her back's still hurting, so that's if, not good. I don't know if you guys know what hydrocodone is, but it's a very powerful narcotic. Yeah, it's an opiate. So, yeah, it's no good. No. 
Um, I mean, it is good for some people. For some people. Well, some yeah. People. I mean, if you if, if you, you have terrible pain, pain. Yeah, if you manage your pain properly, you know. Sure. Smoking marijuana is probably better for you. <laughs> just okay. Um, it's not narcotic. It's less addictive. As for your side effects, I'm just saying. So David is late for his date. Like he's like, oh, our our thing started like you know ten minutes ago. So. He's like, well, we're definitely busted. We got to tell him. So they walk into the peach pit together. Mm-hmm. Like, not cool. Already Valerie and Noah are talking, and Valerie's like, I bet you they're together. He's like, mm-hmm. no, they're not. And then they yeah, come in. She's she's in her fucking office or whatever. She told me. Yeah, because she lied. And that they, was so dumb. And then they come in together, and they like they get bo- they both get pissed off and everything, and they're like, what the fuck? You guys were together? And they're like, yeah. She's like, you know, believe it or not, he was helping me uh, pick out your present. And he's like, yeah, well, I don't believe it. Where were you really? And, and Valerie's like, whatever they say, it's a lie. <laughs> Yeah, and then like Donna's like, "Well, we got in a car accident," and uh, and like at the end of the conversation when they're all mad at her, she's like, "And my back hurts." Thanks for asking. Like she's all like acting, I don't know, like she's has some kind of leg to stand on here. She doesn't exactly. Like she thinks though that Noah's treating her poorly. Yeah, which is dumb. And then the last piece of the puzzle huh. before we get into the end. Yeah. Uh, earlier in the day. Valerie's at the peach pit, like just, I don't know, cleaning glasses or whatever bartenders do when they're waiting for extras to walk in to have <laughs> conversations with. And she, uh, this guy walks in and he's like, what's up? I'm fucking Noah's brother. And she's like, oh, she never mentioned that he had a brother. And and Noah comes out and he's like, because I don't, he's fucking dead. <laughs> because I wanted to be like him and he's a piece of shit or whatever. And the guy's like, well, here I am. And, and so... It turns out that Noah has a half-brother. When Noah got his trust, his half-brother tried to put a stop to it. Yeah, he said that he wasn't a real, whatever the last name is. A real hunter. Yeah, because their dad... Because he's not Sean Hunter. Yeah, they're they're half... Right, because they're half-brothers, because their dad... Like, left the older brother's mom for Noah's mom. Correct. Because he was cheating with her. Yeah, he... Yeah, exactly. You got it. So there's, like, resentment there, which, you know, it's not Noah's fault, so that's stupid. Absolutely not. Noah literally wasn't there. God, I mean, until I mean, he was. Yeah. But. So, I don't know. Uh, they make up, though. Kind of. Ish. I mean, like, he's like, I'm getting, ma- the older brother's like, I'm getting married to this whatever bitch that lives in Paris, and I hate her, and I don't want to get married. And he's like, then don't get married. And he's like, what, cause a scandal or, like, behead her? You know, I, like... I don't know what the fuck is like rich. He had her. He says some stupid weird, stupid thing like, like we'll call it off, cause a scandal or something like that. Like he's just weird. Like he's in the royal family. No one gives a fuck. Okay? Right. Um, but anyway, so he's like, I'm trapped or whatever, but I'm looking for a best man and you're the best man I know. So I guess that Noah's like, okay with that. But, yeah. Um, so he didn't even want to acknowledge he existed, but he'll be his best man. So, this guy's there also. Yeah. And Noah is drunk. Very drunk. He comes up to, to what's her name? Uh, Valerie? No, Donna. Donna. Comes up to Donna and, and she's like, yeah, I think I'm going to go home or whatever. And he's like, yeah, why don't you fucking go out with David? You fucking or whatever. He's like all mad and everything. And so she leaves. She's like, you're drunk and you're an asshole. And she leaves. And... uh. Meanwhile, his brother, or half-brother, is at the bar with Valerie, Valerie who's complaining about David, mm-hmm. and David has left. David went to take Donna home because he doesn't think she should be driving because of her back. She hasn't had anything to drink up until this point. Right. She gets one glass of red wine. Which Noah pours the two of them wine Pushes the glasses at them and says, go with God. I don't really understand what was going on there. Was he giving them his blessing? Like, what? I, don't, I don't know. The whole thing was weird. Yeah. But scumbag, mm-hmm. the half-brother, pushes her purse on the floor. And she's like, oh, I'll get it. And she bends down. And out of his pocket, like like he's fucking just ready. Uh, he like, is. It, it's like, like that. that's the weirdest thing of all. It's like fucking rapist at the ready he's just got a pill ready to go dips it in there stirs it real quick into her drink 
She drinks it, and it's a roofie. She yeah. gets fucking... She's loopy and drugged and everything. She's like, Ugh. yeah. By the end of the evening, when like the bar is closed, it's two a.m. Uh, Noah's wasted. Yeah, Valerie's got her head on the bar, slurring right. her words. And rapist is just ready to fucking yeah. ravage her. He's like, get out of here, Noah. Basically, like he wants. He does. He's like, yeah. why don't you go fucking upstairs? No, go to sleep. Sleep it off. Like, what is he going to do? Fuck her on the bar? Like, what is going on here? I don't know. And. So, I always, first of all, this is probably going to sound insensitive, ignorant, stupid. Mm, maybe don't say it then. Well, I just, I, I need to say it, okay? Mm, okay. I've never understood this, okay? He thinks she's pretty or whatever, you know, fine, sure. But drugging a woman that, like, can't consent, that's just laying there, that's, like, drugged and having sex with her, how do you get any pleasure out of that? I mean, I know it's not like, it's like, I know if you do get pleasure out of it, it doesn't make it good or anything like that, but, and I guess maybe it's not about that or whatever, whatever, but I can't, I don't understand that mentality. I don't understand the mentality of like, oh, I like this girl. Let me drug her and then fuck her. Like, if he liked her, why not like actually talk to her and try to like charm her and shit like that? Well, maybe he isn't uh, charming. Maybe he isn't capable of picking up a woman in a normal fashion. I guess. It's just, it's total fucking loser shit to me. Yeah. I mean, it's like, the, like he's obviously a fucking scumbag, too. Like, he's more than just a loser. But using, like, date rape drugs like this and stuff is just loser shit to me. Yeah. If you're out there, if any of you are out there even thinking about doing this or whatever, just know that us at Retro Late Fee will think you're a loser. <laughs> so we will socially ridicule you, okay? And you might have legal ramifications, too. And, by the way, women are human beings with their own thoughts and feelings and, like, autonomy and stuff like that, so you should respect that, probably. Probably. Um, yeah, so Noah is already so wasted is the only excuse that he has in his corner, and I don't even know how great of an excuse this is. I don't know that Noah is, like, 100% a bad guy here, as much as I hate to say it. But, so, the brother's going to rape her. Uh, but I mean, planning on it. But he but gets his, a phone call. His fiance calls him <laughs> from Paris, and he's like, oh, I got to take this long-distance phone call at your bar. You'll pay for it, right? And so he he starts talking to her. But he's like, and Noah's like, come on, Valerie, let's let's give him some space. And he's like, no, fuck it, no. That's like, <laughs> yeah, he, <laughs> he looked like he was taking his toy. He's like, no, it's mine. <laughs> I drugged her. <laughs> so Noah takes her up to the, the office. The office, and they like plop down on the couch together. And he leans over and he's like, anybody tell you anything? I look beautiful tonight or whatever? And he starts kissing her neck. And she's just kind of staring, like, forward. Mm -hmm. Not, like, she's not saying anything. And, like, you can kind of tell she's just not there anymore. Yeah. Like, she doesn't even understand anything that's going on. It's actually incredible acting from oh, Tiffany Amber. She Pisa. does a fantastic job this whole, the whole thing, the morning, the next morning and everything, too. And, yeah. It's really believable and, and fantastic. Um, she does a really great job in this. But, um, yeah, so they have sex. Well. Um, well, he, he has rapes, sex with her. He rapes her. But he doesn't, I, can't, I don't think he really rapes her. This is her ex-boyfriend. Intent matters, right? I feel like it does. Okay. Because this is her ex-boyfriend. They have had sex before, and he doesn't know she's been drugged, and he is also too drunk to consent. So Here's the, here's the problem, though. Hmm. In the state that she was in, I don't think she, like, she probably didn't kiss back. I, she, probably, or she probably wasn't moving. You know, you know what I mean? Like, no, there are, so there are, there are signs that a woman is consenting and wants to have sex with you when she's having sex with you. Like, you know, putting a, a hand on the back of your neck or like, you know, moving in motion with you or whatever, not ragdolled around. Like, you know, she was drugged in reality. I think that's probably how she would be. And I know he's super drunk. But, like, I don't know. I feel like, and th it's just a show. Obviously, this didn't happen. So it's like, I guess you can kind of give leeway to the show. But I think in real life, he would have 
even being that drunk, maybe noticed something was wrong? You'd think, yeah. Um, especially because, like, she wakes up completely naked. And, like, he had she, to have yeah, taken her clothes off. Like, all of her clothes. Because she she probably was not helping. Because imagine, like, he's got to sit her up, take her dress yeah. off, and then she flops back down. Like, she was so out of it before they even got yeah. up there, and the drug would just keep working on her and everything. Like, like I said, I'll give... I, this is not, a like, a deal breaker for me. I'll give the show a, the benefit of the doubt because it didn't really happen, and, like... They want the confluence of her being drugged and him being drunk so that he's, like, not 100% in the wrong. Mm -hmm. Um, But I think in reality, like, even someone super drunk would be like, wait, this is not, this is not how it normally is supposed to be. Like, they know something was wrong. You'd think. Um, But in the morning, she wakes up and he's just like, this never happened. Yeah, he's all, like, he's all freaked out because now he's sober and he's like, oh, fuck, we cheated on our significant others out mm-hmm. of our anger. And he thinks she's a willing participant or whatever. And she looks absolutely awful. Like, they did a good job with her makeup, too. She she got, like, this mm. white lips just completely pale. And she's like, I don't feel good. Yeah. And he's like, you had a lot to drink last night. And she's like, I had one drink. I don't think she says that. No, she did. She said one glass of wine. She said that. I No, she says that to somebody else. I don't think she says it to him. Okay. I don't think she responds at all. She's very much like, uh, <laughs> like maybe she, it was David. I think she said something to David, and I think she said something to the doctor. Mm-hmm. She definitely said one glass of wine. I think twice. Um, but I, I, I really feel like cause I was, it, I was expecting her to say it, and I don't think she did. I don't think she answered at all. Okay. Um. But yeah, she's and the, again, this really great acting. She's sitting there like, like you can see her trying to figure out what the fuck is going on. Yeah, yeah, because probably the last thing she remembers is sitting at the bar talking to his brother. Exactly. And then cut to it's morning and you're being yelled at that this never happened and you feel like you want to die and you're naked. Yeah, like well. So David comes over. Yeah, David runs into Noah on his way out of the office, mm-hmm. and um, so David sees. Noah leaving. I mean, this is all going to be important later. David sees Noah leaving the office where mm-hmm. Valerie is. Yeah. And I thought he'd walk in and catch her still naked, but she'd gotten her clothes back on. But Noah's like, oh, yeah, she slept it off. She drank and slept it off here. Yeah. And like, yeah, because that's when David's like, you, you had a lot to drink last night. And she goes, one glass of red wine. Yeah. Or one glass of wine. And he's like, oh. And like, um. And, and anyway, so he said she felt cold. Yeah, he's like, "Oh, this is not good. You don't, you don't, you don't look good." And so he takes her to the doctor, mm-hmm. and the doctor is talking to her. And the doctor's like, "Did you drink last night?" And she's like, "Yeah, just one." Uh, and she's like, oh. "And you blacked out last night?" Yeah, like- and she's like, "Yeah." Do you think it's food poisoning or whatever? And she goes, <laughs> "Like who blacks out from food poisoning?" <laughs> and she goes, "Let me ask you a question. Did you have sex last night?" And she goes, "What's that got to do with anything?" And she's like, but did you? And she's like, well, yeah. She's like, well, I woke up naked. And she's like, do you do you remember consenting to sex last night? And she goes, no, but like, I woke up naked and, you know, like, so. And she goes, well, it sounds like you've been drugged. Yeah, she's talking about roofies. <laughs> yeah, it's a, whatever, it's called rohypnol. Mm-hmm. Um, but she's like, yeah, it's the date rape drug and... Sounds like someone gave you one. And she's like, well, but Noah would never. And um, she's like, I know this guy. And he's, she's like, yeah, that's why they call it date rape. And um, so she's like, so what we can do is we can blood test you to see if you have it in your system. And we can do a rape kit, which is, you know, a, I, I mean, I, I don't know. I don't have a vagina. I've never been raped that I know of. And I've never gone through a, uh, um, like any kind of thing like that. It sounds bad. When someone says rape kit, it sounds bad. Now she describes it as it just means while we're examining you, we'll be taking evidence, mm-hmm. you know, to forensically, because if you, if you want to press charges, it's important to be thorough and everything. So maybe it's not the way she was describing. It, I thought maybe it's not as bad as I've always thought. 
I don't know, though. Yeah, I, I don't know. I've never had a rape kit either. Uh, it sounds pretty invasive. And I think the reason that it's not, you know, great is more like, you know, going through. Going through that kind of an examination. After the trauma of being raped. and yeah, Because I assume, and you would know this then, I assume that most of the time you get an, a pelvic exam, like an examination at the gynecologist, it feels kind of invasive anyway. Yeah, right? it's already uncomfortable. Yeah, even in the most, like, whatever, normal of right. circumstances. <clears throat> yeah. So, yeah, I, I can see that that would be. And they, maybe they need to do extra things, too, to collect evidence and stuff. I don't know. Probably but, more swabs. But anyway, I feel really bad for her character. Yeah. Because her character's already been the victim of sexual abuse, and now she's been raped. Whether or not Noah raped her, she's been raped, I think. Like, whether or not he... Because he didn't knowingly do it, according to the show anyway. Like, he didn't knowingly do it where he knew she couldn't consent or whatever. But Um, she didn't consent. Yeah, I mean, that's true. Um, But either way, I think you could... Like, his guilt or innocence can be argued... Either way, she was raped, though. Yeah, yeah. I mean, she was given the date rape drug, and she she had sex without consent. So, yeah. So she was victimized. Yes. Either way. Both by by his brother and himself, really. So, anyway, the episode ends. Like, uh, he's at the the boathouse, and Don is at the boathouse with him, uh, Noah. His brother also comes in. And then fucking David and Valerie just storm down there, and David's like, "I'm gonna beat the, I'm gonna fucking kill yeah. you." Yeah, they're they're holding him back. And he, yeah, like the brothers holding him back, and he's and he's like, uh, "What are you like? What are you talking about? Like, uh, no or something like that." And Valerie's like, "Is that what I said when you raped me?" And, yeah. And she, he's like, "What the fuck are you talking about?" And like, and that's where we end. We like, <laughs> this was a bad idea, the way they filmed this. They cut from Donna's face after she says rape. Mm. They cut from Noah's face to Donna's face. And it's like, yes, reactions, you know, to her face, stern, and then to the brother's face. <laughs> and the brother looks like, like he has this like comic expression on his face. Like, oh, yeah. <laughs> you know? Oops. And it's like, it looks, it like made us laugh out loud. It looks so stupid. Yeah. It takes this serious moment and it's like. They should have just been like Noah's reaction, Donna's reaction, her looking pissed with a little bit of David right there because it's kind of a two shot with her. Um, and then, then end it. It was kind of startling, though. It's like we leave off when she's talking to the doctor and the doctor's mentioning doing these tests. And then, bam, she's like accusing Noah of raping her. Well, obviously what happened was what happens off screen is David took her there. They do the tests and they're like, yep, you know, like it looks like, you know, maybe a little force. I who knows? I don't know. But you definitely had sex. We have evidence of that. You definitely have the drug in your system. Yeah. And she told David and David's like, let's go fucking kill him. Yeah. At least she's not in trouble for for uh, infidelity. Like, you know, Noah was just worried about being in trouble for cheating. Yeah, she can't. She could have consented. So. In essence, she did not cheat. Yeah, no, she didn't. Because she she could not have, she didn't consent. So she didn't make that decision. I have a question, though. Yeah. Donna and David spent the night together. Like, what's up with that? Because they mentioned that, like, she's like, I, I should, David's like, I should have come back here for you instead of staying with Donna. Yeah. Like, it sounded like they were together all night. Uh, he said he dropped her off at home. He did. Yeah, so okay. that's what he said to Noah. So I think, like... I think he stayed with her for a little while to make sure she was okay. Maybe got her drugs with her or whatever and then dropped her off at home. Yeah. Okay. All right. So I guess nothing fishy happened there. I don't think so. No. They already kissed before though, yeah. which is brought up several times in this episode. But yeah. So my, I'm, it sounds like Valerie's going to be prosecuting Noah. Pressing charges. Well, so, if she was going to press charges. Why wouldn't she just press charges instead of going and confronting him? I, that's true. I don't know. It seems like that's how that would normally go. Women don't usually run up and angrily accuse their their rapists in front of a crowd of people. Like, that's not how this is handled in general. It's going to be interesting, though. We'll (laughs) see what happens. Yes. Yep, yep. I I just, I found it a very interesting scenario to discuss because 
there is there's definitely some ethical uh, questions. Well, yeah, hundred um, percent. If we take if we take it at face value of instead of the scenario that we described, if we take it at face value of he didn't know, and it's like that that it's plausible he didn't know that there was no indications. He was very drunk, so he you know there are lots of things he would overlook or whatever. So if you take that at face value, then yes, it's morally it's it's an interesting situation, I suppose. Um, like I said, no matter what you decide about Noah, she was raped. Yeah. Well, and I feel like his brother is a villain and a rapist, even though he didn't have the sex. Yes, I think. Yeah, I, I agree. I think even though he didn't have the sex, because he had the intent. He's he's still he's probably more than than uh, Noah is. Yeah, more at fault. Yeah. Um, But I do think she didn't consent. I mean, that's the thing. It was very clear that she didn't consent. She didn't consent, and yeah, they used to date, but like, it would be different if they were currently dating. Yeah. It would be different if they were currently dating and consent was kind of just implied. It's like, every time we have sex, I don't ask you, is this okay? Right. Like, I just, you know... You've never said no. If you did say no, I would stop. Of course. If you withdrew consents, I would stop, of course. But it's just like when you're in a when you're in a relationship, consents kind of implied, you know? Mm-hmm. Um it, but they weren't. So like it'd be different if they were currently in a relationship, but they weren't. They're both dating other people. So you would think that like because she didn't she couldn't even kiss back. Yeah. Which, like, would be at least, um, like, indicating consent. Like, I can't imagine her body, like, I can't imagine that she did anything that indicated consent. Yeah. She obviously didn't consent verbally. I can't imagine that she did, any, like, anything. Like, yeah. even, like I said before, like, putting her arms around him or anything. Like, I can't imagine that she did anything like that to indicate consent. The so, o- yeah, the only the only thing he he has going for him in defense is that he could barely walk or talk himself yeah but i mean it doesn't look good for him no well and i mean either way like he he definitely cheated he definitely cheated and he like i like i think i think he and the brother if if the whole story comes out which i assume it will at some point Mm. if the whole story comes out i think he and the brother are both liable yeah I think they both did wrong, and I think they're both liable. But I feel like this is definitely going to be the end of him and Donna's relationship. Yeah, oh, for sure. Which, this might be the beginning of the end of him as a character. I don't even know. Yeah, well, maybe when he goes to prison. Right. <laughs> I don't know. They're rich. They'll get out of it. Uh, but that is the episode for the week, Carol. And I'm actually excited for next week now. Me too. To see what's going to happen. But so. get other people excited about doing other things. <laughs> so you can write us at latefee1994aol.com. With your consent, yes. <laughs> Check out our website at www.retrolatefee.com. Yes. And share the tapes with your friends. Oh, we'll see you next time. Huh? Bye. Bye.